0: Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and I just talked to these guys for 20 minutes and had no idea what they were talking about.
1: Hi, I'm Kevin. We were talking about Gundam.
2: Hi, <laughs> uh, this is Potter, and yes, we were talking about Gundams.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I, did not necessarily partake in that kind of, I enjoyed listening to it. I will say that. I do enjoy – Hearing other people talk about shit that they love, the sad, and the, I think I would love it too, but I will not – I my problem is is display, and where would I
2: put it? The sad the sad part was is that we weren't recording, so we don't have any kind of like stingers
1: for, for it. That's the sad part. Uh, that's okay. It's okay. But Paul, what are we talking about tonight?
0: Uh, tonight we're going to do our year in review where we talk not about games, but we talk about other things that we saw, read, did, liked – but also um, games, and just kind of what we liked about it. Yeah, so yeah. In do you the... want to do, do one? Do one of you guys want to run down the categories that we usually break it down into?
1: Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Sure. We usually talk about uh, in the past at least. We've talked about movies. We've talked about TV shows. We've talked about books, and we've talked about video games. Um, did I say board games? Also, board games.
0: Yeah, board games. They're kind of, kind of the ra- the non miniatures games games. That's and, right. and I I will have to say that for you, Chops, flesh and blood is off the
1: table. What <laughs> I can't I can't mention flesh and blood in this whole podcast, aside from right now, flesh and blood, flesh and blood, flesh and blood, <laughs> because we all
0: know you like that.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's not actually, what and, I I know, got, and I know, and I know, I
0: already know you're going to say it, so it's not surprising. It, it yeah, okay, I, that's I, fair. You're gonna, I, you're not allowed to t- bring up flesh and blood. I I you need to do a board game. You can't do a card game.
1: Okay. I won't say, I won't mention. That's
0: my, that's my rule. That's my one rule for this episode.
1: That's, that's, that uh, seems fair. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) All right. So what are we, what are we, where do we want to start? Let's do books. Okay. Uh, Potter then, what, uh, what, what was your favorite book that you read this year?
2: Uh, Oh, favorite book. Book I read this year was probably Bands of Mourning, uh by Brandon Sanderson. Ah, some Sanderson still, some huh? Because, because
0: last year I think we talked about how you tore through all of the uh, Stormlight
2: books. I did, I, I did, I did tear through all the Stormlight books except for Rhythm of War because it came out right at the end of last year. Um, I started it, but I decided that my brain (laughs) needed a break. Uh, I don't (laughs) think, I don't think I read for probably the first six months of this year because I fried my brain going through three Stormlight books, two Stormlight short stories, the entire Mistborn series, as well as Warbreaker, all in last year. And Elantris.
0: And Elantris.
2: No, I went through Elantris the year before. So
0: uh, many right. books.
1: Well that's a so, lot of books. So,
0: he, so I guess I guess here's my question that I'm, I'm probably gonna follow up on each one of these. Um what what was it that made it your top book for the
2: year? Uh so uh I really liked the character development that he did in his secondary characters. Um, you know, so I really was enjoying the parallels between Wax and Wayne. Um in Oh god, why is her name splitting my Milan? Uh yes uh no not Milan or, or uh, Starris. Starris's sister.
0: Oh god I can't even think of her. Yeah name. I can't think. But of her. Yes that's yes so un- like, and 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 that kind of,
2: that actually kind of fits the character. <laughs> right exactly so like because you know, like that's that's the trifecta. I'm like those are pretty much the three main characters. Um I really liked how Milan and Starris were really uh were really brought to the forefront. Their characters were really developed a lot more. Like I was really surprised how much I really liked Staris so much Mm -hmm. in this book. Like she came out in like, she, she was a, she was a front runner for one of my favorite characters in the book. Um, I really like how this book really opened up and was like, what's going on? Why do these guys Know so much about the greater Cosmere. Why? How do they know all this? And it starts opening up a lot of stuff into the Cosmere, kind of the way that the stormlights do, which leads me to the second point of like my favorite thing, my favorite thing I read this year, which was not a book, but a short story, which was Secret History. Um, mm-hmm. which was my absolute favorite thing I read this year. Which, for those of you know, another Brandon Sanderson thing it was a short story about Kelsier. Um, so not going to oh, say spoil it, huh? I just <laughs> I, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying it's about Kelsier. It's a short story about Kelsier. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, leaving yeah, it yeah, there. Yeah, that's
0: fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's so fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just leaving it there. Um. So it's just it's it was interesting. Um. I I again really liked. Uh, I really liked how he did the character development. How he opened the world up more. I liked how he left things with the cliffhanger for uh for the fourth book that's coming out uh end of next year. So yep, hopefully we'll be talking about that because correct. Well, it's longer than the, these. Yeah. Um, and and that was another thing thing too was like these were very quick reads. Um, I was yeah. able to burn through all three of them. I mean, relatively quickly. I think two months. I think I was done with all three books. Um, yeah. quick
1: reads, I, I, her 1200 page books. Come on, man. No, 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 those no, ones, no. these are like, only, those, those, those are, are not,
0: f- those are like normal books, chops. They're like 300 oh. pages. Yeah, these are okay. like, these are like okay. three,
2: these are like three, these are All like right. three, 400 page books.
1: All right. I'm yeah, just you got to gotta, you gotta remember
0: being... these. These are about the same length as the novellas
2: for Stormlight Archive. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So so yeah. So so that was that was my favorite book that I read this year. Uh, and it, yeah, uh, and I did pick up a lot of extra books that are outside of the Cosmere that I'm excited for. I picked up. I picked up the first book of the Expanse series. I've read the preface. Woo! I'm super excited to get into that. I've not watched the show. I know nothing about it. I'm spoiler free Good. going into this, which is going to Good. be a great experience. Um, in. Well, yeah, it's 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 on the it's on the next read list, and uh, I picked up also Joe Abercrombie's uh, the first book for his series. Super excited to read into that because I've heard really good things about it, and it's I, it's grim dark, which I love grim dark worlds. Um, and then I'm excited about getting back into reading the the Witcher world as well too because I've I've read uh, the first book um, of the Witcher world, so I'm excited to start reading those again as well because I absolutely love the Witcher series as well too. So
1: cool. Awesome. That's, damn, yeah. Potter. Yeah, and and just Big think, look books. at how much
0: look at look at how much Potter has just talked about books and and what, two years ago he's like, I don't read anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm actually like five probably,
1: I'm five minutes of books.
2: Uh and about in about in about two weeks, I'm probably about to drop two hundred dollars on bookshelves for my living room.
1: These things happen. Now I now that's it. also
2: to help display Gundams. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Spoilers right, so for later so- on in the episode.
0: <laughs> All right, so Chops, how about you? What did you read this year that you thought was the best thing you read?
1: So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what I think the best thing I read was, but I am gonna share the two that I feel like maybe don't have enough attention and people should read. Okay, um, so and, and the and the comic book category is my favorite thing I read this year. It's called Radiant Black. Um, and so Radiant Black does for the Sentai genre, which is like, think Power Rangers. Uh, what like Invincible, uh, does for superheroes.
2: Okay. Okay. It
1: like, t- it takes the like Power Ranger formula and does this very interesting thing with it. Uh, I can't say anything more than that, but it's called Radiant Black. It's a, it's an image comics, uh, comic book. And I wholeheartedly recommend it. So that's Radiant Black, again, uh, highly recommended. And so the other thing is a novella uh, that I finished recently called This Is How You Lose the Time War. Um, Okay. And This Is How You Lose the Time War is one of the most interesting short books I've ever read. Basically, it's correspondence between two time-traveling super soldiers that are – both boasting to each other and forming a very deep connection that they're realizing they they can never sort of come over the top of because one of them has to lose um hmm. and it it's f- fascinating <laughs> like one of the, the if if so if I will what I'll say is if you're a person who appreciates prose like if you're listening to this and I say do you like books by Raymond Chandler and you're like oof that syrupy thick language mm, I love that prose <laughs> uh, this this is how you lose the time war is definitely a book for you
0: awesome I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out because that actually sounds really fun
1: it, it's very very cool book awesome and that's my that's my my two picks all
0: right um i did some i did some reading this year but what i i'm i guess i guess mine aren't quite as uh as uh prosy as yours but i'm i, I want to talk about the the new star wars series that they launched back in january the high republic mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it's some of the it's some of the best star wars books i, I in in my opinion um just because it's allowed them, because it's 200 years before the prequel. So it's allowed them to be able to really explore the world without any previous weight. right. So there's like really the only thing that they need to work to is is forming into the republic that we see in the in 200 years later. Um, so it's it's a very different universe, galaxy than it is later on. And you get to see a very different side of the Jedi, which really brings to light how far they had fallen by the end of the Republic. Um, just, just, just really interesting that way. And they've managed to MCU it a bit—not a bit, but very much MCU it. Where, um, like, it's 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 multimedia. So it's it's you know adult books, young adult books, young reader books. Um, well, a video game now books, too, right? Comic,
1: that's the yeah. Twantic,
0: they just the announced a video game. announced the video game recently. Yeah, and eventually, eventually, there's going to be a show about it. Um, so it's and there's a there's a book that's an audio book, and there's a manga. yeah. It's so it's showing up everywhere, and if you follow all of it and read it in the order that it comes out, you'll see you'll see connections, you'll see characters like the authors of the books like for each each of those like adult young adult young reader books there's there's like characters that are steady throughout but then to take some of the weight off of the authors they're writing different level books as well and they each have characters that they take with them to the different media that they're in um so one guy one guy was involved in a the the high republic adventures comic book Um, And then when he went to write a young reader's book, he brought the characters into that. And then um, another author brought some of those characters into one of the young adult books. So it's it's really fascinating how that's happening. And they've done a really good job of of making sure it's all functioning. And you really, even, even early on in the books, you start seeing things change towards what we know. And it's, it, it kind of plants that seed of, oh, I kind of see how this is happening now, how we're getting there. So to me, it's just as a, as a big Star Wars fan, I am just super excited about it because it is, you know, it, it can do what it wants, right? Like, so it's, so, you know, anytime you read a Star Wars book and it's going into a movie, there's only so much they can do and it's not very satisfying by the time you get to the end. Mm. Um, but I've I've enjoyed every single one of these books and the Young Reader ones have been surprisingly phenomenal.
1: Alright. You're convincing me that I might have to order a couple of these.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the the first one it the first one at the beginning of it, it, it does struggle a little bit because it's introducing so much about the about the galaxy at this point. So in the beginning it's kind of like, all right, we get it. You're just kind of introducing, jumping around and introducing things. And then when it hits and lands and kind of gets really into what it's doing, uh, it's pretty good. And you can also tell that that book is very influenced by the Expanse. All right, like very influenced. Like I, I, I was reading it and I'm like, these guys like the Expanse.
1: <laughs> also, a strange thing that the last Star Wars book that I read was actually written by the Expanse writers.
0: Yeah, the yeah, yep, yep. Right, the Han Solo book. I remember sending you a picture of that in the bookstore, and you are like, I'm buying that. <laughs> yeah, that book kicks
1: ass, by the way. It's a really, really fun book. Well, Very exciting little romp. Yeah, of course it does.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's my book. So. <laughs> so.
1: Um, uh,
0: yeah. All right. So what's
1: next, Kevin? All right. So we talked about books. Uh, let's talk about television shows, shall we? Okay. You want me to go first here, since I'm like, I guess, Mister TV this year. Yeah, <laughs> you, you your, are. Your
0: list of shows was redunculous, so yeah, I'm. I'm curious how you're even going to pare that down because it was yeah. like what 85 shows you
1: watched this year. No, no, like 30, 95? a lot though. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, boy, it's really hard for me to pare down the list. Um, so what I want to do is just throw out. I think. Like the maybe less obvious because people who listen to this podcast, they don't need me to tell them that Squid Game was good. They don't need me to tell them that like uh, Midnight Mass was good. (laughs) Like, you know, those shows are good already. So I want to maybe talk about some of the other ones. So I'll say that the second season or the second half of the first season of Lupin uh, was this year. And I think that's one of Netflix's best shows. I think Lupin is like a crown jewel in the Netflix catalog. And if you haven't watched it, it's a French show and it is absolutely spellbindingly brilliant and you should watch it. It's just incredibly good. Um, hmm. Another one that I think is worthy of praise and a lot of people will have probably watched this one. It's Only Murders in the Building. Um, This is a show on Hulu starring Steve Martin and Martin Short and and – And Selena Gomez, right? And Selena Gomez. And they're making a podcast about – like a true crime podcast about a murder that happened in their building. Um, and there If you listen to a lot of podcasts And if you listen to us I'm assuming you listen to some other podcasts The amount of in-jokes is just through the roof Like even the intro for the Even the intro music for the show Sounds like an NPR intro music song It's so good and so well done um, So that's Only Murders in the Building And then a- another one that I want to And actually I'm going to give you I'm going to say two more And they're both HBO shows <laughs> Uh, Go go on (laughs) Yeah, so Mare of Easttown um, I think qualifies as my favorite show of the year And if you haven't watched Mayor of Easttown Just go watch Probably the best acting you're going to see For the last year And one of the absolute best whodunit scripts Ever in television It's just And it's like a bunch of movie stars that are in it too, right? Just doing It's incredible and you should go watch it uh, Kate Winslet is amazing. Um, and then the second one. yeah, that was, we, we watched that too. Yeah. 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 That, was, that and, was good. Yep. And the second one that I want to talk about on HBO is called the flight attendant. Um, mm-hmm. And the flight attendant is an unreliable narrator show. So if you like stories, if you like the unreliable narrator as a, Uh, storytelling device this is a magnificent example of unreliable narrator done perfectly Um, and it's just an anxiety attack every episode it's so good so yeah yeah.
0: i i did enjoy that show it was it was good
1: So those are, those are, and it, and it sucks, right? Cause I can't, that means I'm not mentioning like the other two. I'm not mentioning Ted Lasso. I'm not mentioning Hacks or Dave <laughs> or my, my, I may destroy you or invincible or Loki. God, Jesus, Loki. Like there's just so much good TV this year. It's, or foundation, man, man, or in, uh, yeah, anyway, very good. I just good started Loki. I
0: thank you for the recommendation.
1: <laughs> Loki <laughs> yeah, Loki's is, good. Um, I'm, I'm two just, episodes in. We just finished season two of The Witcher, and it's ooh, mm. so good. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so that's 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 you paring down your massive list that <laughs> appeared on Facebook um, when I went. I he he mustn't really have kids because there's
1: no way. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, one episode a night, man, it's, and I yeah. and I, I mean it. We watch an episode of TV show before bed, like after we get the kids to bed. We sit down, we have, you know, like a, a sparkling water and we watch an episode of TV every single night. So that's how we got through 30 shows.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to start doing that because we watch, a, we watch a lot of the same stuff over. So I don't know that I have a great category for this or, uh, well, I do. I do. I lied. I have a very, um, one that I absolutely loved and you actually brought up that you weren't going to cover. All right. All right and that is season 2 of Ted Lasso. I was about to say Ted mm. Lasso if I were to pick one for you because it was it was phenomenal. It delivered because season 1 was amazing and somehow this show this this season topped it even more.
1: Yeah. Season 2, I cannot wait for season 3 of Ted Lasso because of the way season 2 ended. So good.
0: Oh my god, the way it ended was brilliant and yep. what I thought was what what my favorite thing about the about the entire season was how the person involved in the the twist. I'm trying not to spoil it. I know it's been out for a while, but I don't yeah, want to spoil I know. it. I know the person who was involved in what the twist was. How they physically changed throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it's, and, uh, if you,
0: and, and if you pick up and done. if you picked up on it, there were multiple times where Aubrey and I were like. Mmm, what's that symbolize? And we kind of ran through some theories about what it could be and we were not right on any of them. <laughs> so, it's it's that good of a a twist and the other thing too is that there were a lot of points at which the characters grew in ways that you didn't necessarily expect.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um like especially especially considering season 1, which was a very feel good you know, yeah, boy, especially
1: like Jamie, right? Wow, came out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, right? And and you know, like some of, of course, you know, everybody's favorite Roy Kent and and his niece. You know, there's even great story development there with them and their relationship. It's just Brilliant. it's just absolutely Brilliant. amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's not enough good things I I can say about that show. Yeah, I keep and,
1: telling people that that Ted Lasso is enough of a reason on its own to subscribe to Apple TV for a month. Uh, oh, absolutely, it, it really absolutely. is. It's just phenomenal. And the
0: other thing too is if if you haven't watched the show because you're like I don't like
1: soccer, soccer's just the background. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't right? need to it's like, like it's, soccer it's, to it's, like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is a workplace comedy. and of the That's exactly echelon. what it
0: is. And that's just yeah. it. And just the work, instead of Dunder Mifflin paper, it happens to be exactly. a, a, a soccer team.
1: Exactly. It is not a sports show. It is a workplace show. It's so good. Yep. Sports yep. just happens to be the office.
0: Yep, exactly. And, and oh gosh, the... Mm, that episode with beard was amazing and unexpected oh my and great.
1: God, oh yeah! So I, I'm actually going to mention one thing now that you so you mentioned the beard episode because the beard episode is like a, a total non sequitur for the rest of the season. And so oh, I want to for, talk for about the
0: entire show. Like, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. That so, episode so, is just entirely different.
1: So I want to talk about Dave for a second. Are you guys either of you guys familiar with the show Dave?
0: I watched most of season one.
1: Okay, it's on my list, but I've never watched it. All right, so for people who are like, "What?" Uh, It's a show about the rapper slash entertainer Lil Dicky, uh, real name Dave Bird, semi autobiographical show, Um, very irreverent comedy. But the thing is that it does—it's an irreverent comedy that covers some really heavy subject matter, like in unexpected ways. uh, and season two has an episode with the pop star Doja Cat. Uh, and the episode with Doja Cat of season two of Dave is something that everyone should watch. It's one of those episodes like that Dave, like that, like the, the uh, coach beard episode where it doesn't really follow the same format of a standard episode mm-hmm. of Dave. And the thing that it covers hits so hard and it's so well done um, that I just think everyone should watch it. And while right, Potter's now, talking, now I'm going to get the name of that Now I need to get
0: back on to that.
1: Yeah. And go ahead, Potter. Go ahead. What's ahead. yours? Uh, so I have not watched
2: nearly enough new TV uh, like you guys have this year. I have been lazy, and I have rewatched a ton of stuff I have uh, I have already watched before. This was like my year of rewatching, um, though I did watch some – I finally watched Evangelion, like you guys made me. Yeah, uh, I, finally watched it. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the show until like the very last episode, and then just was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Um, oh,
0: I didn't realize you watched the the no, series ending. No,
2: I didn't watch the series ending. I watched the oh, I watched the ending of like the like the two like yeah. Stop on episode twenty five. Go watch these two like the movie which is two episodes right like the i guess the original two episode whatever yeah um when you when you've got your your metaphor for jesus on a cross going into a clitoris i was like what um
1: (laughs) (laughs) how much acid are you on (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! Yeah, the ending of that <laughs> show gets uh, gets pretty out there. I always, I uh, mm. so good.
2: But cause the the thing so is, is like the, the the one before it, so good, so good. And I, and I mean, even went,
1: the even the even the savior stuff is pretty good. I, I think the thing about it is, like, you really need to like watch it let it wash over you and then go back through it with the context I, of the series. Like it really, yes. it really, what it, what happens after you watch that movie is it really wants you to go back and watch the entire show again um, I, I, because it's a I, brand I, I, new context.
2: Yeah. And I think so. I, I sat down and was like, internet, please tell me what I just watched. And I found this article that was a really good of like, this is what everything, like, this is what this was. This is, cause like the show doesn't do a good job at some points of like explaining certain things. And like they leave it up to a lot of subcontext, which is, is hard yeah. to do the first to, to pick up on sometimes in the first watch through. Like when I read it, I was like, Oh, okay. So I get that. Like now reading this, like, yep, that makes sense. You know, like so. I was like, okay, cool. What, a, like it, again? I really enjoyed it up until that very like acid trip for the last thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, I, also, I want
2: you to. I want you
0: to go watch episode twenty-five of the series. Yeah, uh, okay. It's it.
1: If you think the end of Evangelion was an acid trip, oh boy, you should watch the ending of the the TV show, the original ending. Yep. Um. It is. It is a, I mean, it yeah, is a mess.
0: I know it. It's a mess, but at the same – like, I find it – I've always found it absolutely fascinating.
1: It is oh. fascinating. It doesn't make it any less of a mess. Also, boy, the best <laughs> – it's still one of the top five anime intros of all time. Oof, that oh, intro yeah. song. Oh, oh 100%. Yep. 100%.
2: Yep. So, I, I I might watch it because I, I just started um, – because I finally, I finally watched the Mugen Train arc for Demon Slayer. For Demon Slayer. I, I finally oh got God, that watched.
1: Have, have you started watching the entertainment arc yet? No, only
2: because, again, mm-hmm. like, so so when I start watching anime, like, if I start watching it sub, I like to finish it sub. And if I start watching it dub, I like finishing it dub. So, with Demon Slayer, I started it dubbed. So, uh, it. since it's simulcast right now, the dubbing is not out yet. So, I have not watched the entertainment arc. Um, but, so, so was it the tr- – so, you told me your, your uh, content filter – Picked up on the Mugen Train arc was it when the was it when the demon possessed the train? No,
1: no, 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 no. Okay, it's, it's it. So the thing that triggers the content, and it, I don't, man, I, I'm gonna try and get not go into spoiler territory here. The thing that triggers the content warning is how he comes out of his dream state. Oh, okay, got it, understood. That's what tri- that's what triggers the content. Okay. Running. It's, the, and it's gotcha. the same thing that 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 gives Persona 3 its hard M rating. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I w- I was yeah. wondering
2: if it was like the tentacles.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's more the and I I don't want to say it right cuz we, we will have to bleep it out of the podcast cuz it's a major spoiler. So I don't want to say it. Yeah. yeah it, no, it, you're
2: good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You don't have to say it. So so yeah, so so, <laughs> um, so but I am watching uh so I'll have to I'll try and go back and rewatch the the last two episodes. Uh, after i finish uh my hero uh the the
1: season the season five of my hero because dub is finally out for that so i'm currently yeah watching and, that I, and right I will now. say if, if you guys allow it i want one more recommendation because i was actually thinking about tv shows and not anime at all uh and jujutsu kaisen is like so good <laughs> and was the that, first season was that
2: this year that you got me to watch that
1: was that yeah. this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the the first season is pretty good, but the second season is incredible. Oh, is season two out? Yeah, how yeah, did yeah. I miss that? I yeah, yeah that ju- Jujutsu Kaisen is really good. That show kicks ass. And I mean, it's, even it's if a, you, a, yeah, it's, it's a, I think that's a really good. If you don't love anime like yet, that's a pretty that one and Attack on Titan or two that you could start watching.
2: Like Jujutsu Kaisen is just essentially Naruto a demon. so yeah, I'm, yeah, I really I just, enjoy
1: it. It's it's pretty great. Okay,
2: so so now um, so outside of anime um, and stuff, I've already rewatched um, you know the basics. Uh, Loki, fantastic. Uh, mm. Probably took took the cake for my top Marvel show. Uh, mm. Hawkeye, Hawkeye came out of left field at the very like I really enjoyed Hawkeye the entire time, but the ending yeah. came out so strong. It was like so good. So like when it, it was like, Hey Winter Soldier, uh I'm coming for you. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's top two my top, content.
2: Yeah, my top two were, were definitely Loki and Winter Soldier and, and Falcon and then Hawkeye came out a swing in, at a left field with that with that season finale. Um and then uh Witcher Two, fantastic. Uh you know, yeah, it diverged it's diverging from the books, but it's 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 strong. It's really it's still good. fun. It's still, still a, a ton show. of fun. Uh, I think uh, I think Freya has d- did a fantastic job as Siri. Uh, I think uh, I think her name is Anya. That's playing Jennifer uh, is did a great job this season with where her character arc went with what they did with her. Um, Henry Cavill is fantastic as always. Um, so it's it was really fun to watch it, especially they put my favorite story in from the last wish into this season uh obviously they mixed it up a little bit since series there but i think they i think they incorporated her into the story from last wish uh very well uh and they did a fantastic job with it so uh witcher 2 is probably one of my uh i think loki and witcher 2 are probably my top favorites for this year uh cool. followed Loki's by Loki's a yeah, followed probably by Wheel of Time. I really enjoyed Wheel of Time. I didn't read. The, I've never read the books, so I really enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, we didn't start it yet. That's, that's it's it's high on our list, but we haven't started it. It's it's got
2: some editing issues, but I think it. I think that's a lot to do with, uh, obviously the the actor that plays Barney up in like quitting right in the middle of production, uh, as well as them being hit with you know because I believe filming for it. It was uh, struck right when COVID first started because that's how long production for the show was taking. Uh, so which can be really, t- really telling in the last episode. So I think they had to do a lot of edits and rewrites. And I don't think we got the ending that they initially started uh, wanted for the show. But I still think it was a really fantastic ending. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm excited for season two.
1: Hell Yeah. So All right. We Do we have anything else we want to add? Nope. No.
0: I think that I think I think that. Oh,
1: nope. No, I'm good.
0: Okay. All right, I'll
1: come over the top and say the name of the episode of Dave is "Somebody Date Me." It's really good. So if you're looking for just the one episode to watch of that show, it's really really good. Um, and on to the next subject, which is movies, closely related. Hmm. Um, I didn't watch a ton of movies this year, you guys. Um, we watched actually, we watched a lot of horror movies right around Halloween because, um, my like basically I sort of like eased my wife into watching horror movies. She never really watched them before we got together. Um, and, I, and she has a pretty deep appreciation for them now. And it's really fun to talk about horror movies after we watch them now that she's, you know, got a really good appreciation for the genre and, and like the stories that it can tell and what, what people do with the medium that's unexpected. Um, so we did watch a lot of horror movies, but you know, a lot of it, is watching old horror movies, like things that I wanted to watch. I didn't really watch anything new there. Um, But what I want to talk about for a movie that I did watch and love was Dune. Dune was phenomenal. Probably uh, my yeah. favorite movie
0: that I saw this year. Still haven't it was seen it. It was fucking beautiful. Still haven't yeah. seen it.
2: I'm gonna wait. How
0: how do we kick Chris out? I'm
2: waiting. (laughs) I wanna wait. I wanna wait. I wanna wait until Uh, the second one comes out. It's on the
0: small screen and it's not as not as You wanna wait.
2: I wanna wait until the second one comes out and I can watch both of them together. It's gonna be be doing yourself a
0: disservice, sir. I maybe, maybe, but that's fine. No, one hundred percent you're doing yourself a disservice.
2: I know the story. I've seen the That's all the more reason to go
0: see it then. I've That's seen all the, the more reason Stubborn? that your your plan is terrible.
1: I don't care. Also, the David Lynch movie hardly counts as Dune. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I love David Lynch, and yes, that movie is uh, terrible. I got what uh, I, yeah. I got done. <laughs> I, I
2: think I watched that movie last year, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?"
1: I, I I've read the book four times in my life, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" The movie's awful. Uh <laughs> huh jeez oh you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a ton of flack for not mentioning this tv show guys so i'm going back to mention arcane uh just want to mention that as a the, thing the, is that, a, that was the league of legends one right it is the league of legends show yeah, yeah. i just, just want to mention that as a thing people should have on their radar uh if for no other reason than the animation is ridiculous um and this, i mean the story is pretty sweet too but anyway uh other movies i don't really i don't know man i feel like it's really hard to distinguish movies that came out this year from movies that came out last year because I've watched so few movies. So I'm going to need your guys' help.
2: Um, I mean, sadly, with movies, unless it was a Disney movie or a Marvel movie, I pretty much didn't watch it this year. Oh,
1: yeah. Shang-Chi. That was pretty dope. Was that this yeah. year? No, that, that was, was last year. year. Yeah, that was like was two it?
2: months ago, dude yeah
1: was it no No. yes no came out in october
2: no 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 march after was after black widow and black widow was in may
1: oh man it came out it came out out in october man all right all right shang chi was pretty sweet it was maybe a touch long but super cool yeah Uh, it's still not uh, better than dune boy dune uh, was incredible I am sorry. So Potter, I what mean,
0: was it that you saw that you liked then?
2: Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh to to me to to me out of every movie I saw this year of uh, of of everything, uh Spider-Man No Way Home like fuck everything else. That movie
1: was amazing. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh
2: no. It was kick,
0: it yeah Kick yep. him out. Yep. Kick him out. Kick him out. Yep, yep. Yep. It's just gonna be me the rest of the night. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh wait, but I haven't watched—I haven't watched Loki or Shang Chi yet. So I guess I'm—I guess we're all out. <laughs> no more show.
2: Bye.
1: <laughs> Hiring three hosts. <laughs> Man, you just gotta watch the first half hour of Shang Chi. There's like a specific thing, a specific fight sequence that's like the coolest fight sequence in almost all of the MCU that happens in the first hour, half hour. It, and it and, and you'll it be it, look, so and it's hooked. Not-
0: in no way is it me going. Oh, I don't want to watch it. I just haven't had haven't the chance. watched it yet. Yeah, yeah it's on Disney had, Plus. We had plans to go so. see it. I know we had plans to go see it at the drive-in with Jungle Cruise, and we were supposed to go with some friends, and they canceled on us, and we just never we never made it out.
1: You know what? Fuck critics. That movie was fun too. Jungle Cruise. I did. Jungle I did watch that.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I that need was- to. I, that's that's another one I need to put on. I I, mean, I know again it's on it's Disney on Disney Plus, Plus bro. I know it's dumb. I
1: mean, it's it's real dumb, but it, it's also fun. <laughs>
2: yeah, like and, and again, that's all I wanted from some like it, like again, it's the jungle cruise. It's a dumb ride, but that's what I want from that ride. Yeah, they they want. they really want- they really
1: Pirates of the Caribbean it though. <laughs> like they're they're trying to recapture that magic. Um, yeah, but like and, I'm okay then, with that. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, like a it's real a pulpy, like romancing the stone Indiana Jones style movie. But it's yeah. good, yeah. though. it's, it's like, real good.
2: Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, it's a ride based off of doing bad puns.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and, 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 look, and they don't I lose that either. That is incorporated in a very oh, cool I was, way.
2: I was like, I was, I saw the the the, the trailer when when Dwayne goes the other you know the backside of water i was like please let that not just be the trailer and please let that be in the movie
1: oh no it's the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) he does it the whole movie and again i'm okay with that like that's all i want from that movie yeah not every movie has to be art like dune exactly (laughs) i went i went into jungle cruise being like this could be a fun movie. And when the credits rolled, I had a smile on my face. So like that's all this, that matters. You know, this is the movie you turn your brain off and just have a, have a good time. Yeah. And I watched it mm-hmm. on a sick day. Like I was at home feeling miserable and I was just like, okay, I'll watch this. And it was it was pretty great.
2: Yeah, like, I, I'm sure I'll end up watching it because my parents are coming next week, so I I'm, I'm, i don't think my mom's watching it yet, so I'm sure I'll end up watching
1: it next week with them. Can, can recommend. All right, so we've yeah. talked about all our movies, although maybe not about no, doing enough. I didn't because- go. Oh, Paul, I'm sorry. Paul, go. Um,
0: my favorite movie of the year, absolutely, um, The French Dispatch.
1: Ah, predictable choice from Paul. Absolutely, but it's a
0: fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, I just just with, I just, the, have to just with the structure of it, it was it was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, I still haven't seen it, but obviously it's still in the theaters, right? Um, and I haven't really been out to the theaters at all. But that movie looks cool, and you know, one of probably the most celebrated act or directors of our time. So not yep. not super hard to see that.
0: <laughs> no, it was really good, and. And, I, and when I was watching it, I was trying to figure out if it was like – it was somehow both the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson film and the least Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson film.
1: That's an interesting distinction.
0: Yeah. And I was sitting there being like, how – like seriously, how is this so him? But he's also finding new stuff to do that he hasn't done before. Sure. So it was, it it gets a thumbs up from me. Go see it. And, 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 um, I second Potter on the Spider Man thing. Um, if I can have a fun movie and a, and a more artsy movie, uh, Spider Man is just fantastic. And, um, it made me sad about Rise of Skywalker. So, really? Yeah. It made me really sad about Rise of Skywalker. But that's something right. that we can only talk about after you've seen the movie. After I've seen it. All right, cool.
1: And I'm glad to not talk about it right now.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So, All right. yes, now we can move on from
1: movies. All right. So, let's uh video games. What do you think? Video games. Did you guys video did, games. did either of you guys really play any video games this year?
2: That's the first um, question. Um I picked up Tony Hawk. <laughs> that's
1: yeah, hell yeah. The Tony Hawk, the remake on Switch yeah, or whatever? The,
2: the, or the on any yeah, system, Tony, I guess. The Tony Hawk, Yeah, the Tony Hawk 1-2 remake. I really yeah. like all the video games I picked up this year were like for my kids. I didn't pick up any new video games for me at all this year. Like I – nothing.
0: Right. Not a single That's video That's not game. true. You were lying, sir. Am you I were like- 100% lying to us. What new How's video that? game did I pick up? Because because the only the only video game I purchased this year, well, yeah, this oh, year oh, you also oh, purchased.
2: Oh oh, fair. That is valid. Right. I forgot. I did pick up New World and played New World for a while. How that was that is valid? It's a it was the Amazon's uh, MMO that they did. So
0: yeah, it, I mean i i i like that it kind of lets you play however you want. I stopped playing right. real quick. <laughs> I got bored yeah. real Yeah, quick. I mean, it's 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 not like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not, obviously not going to be World of Warcraft. I mean, I stopped playing that, the, too, so. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't play video games much these days, anyway, so fuck the fact Activision. that I do anything with it is, is, you know, it's fine.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. But, yeah. I mean, How I mean. You, Kev?
2: How, Go ahead. No, I mean I picked up the new Pokemon game for my kids, but I mean I, I'll eventually play that myself, but well, Super
1: new Pokemon game, the, the remake yeah, of, of Super Meh, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately they didn't do enough with those remakes. They're they're fine, I guess. Yeah. Um so for me, uh I the only game that I really feel like I can really mention as a thing that I purchased this year that I was blown away by was Metroid Dread. I heard that was good. Um, well, game kicks all sorts of ass. Um, very, very good game. Uh, other than that, a lot of what I played was old stuff, man. Uh, I, well, I played a lot of Hades, I think, this year. I played. It, I, I don't remember if Hades came out last year or this year, but I certainly have played it plenty across the two years. I played it plenty this year and if it came out last year, last year too. Um, And would say Hades is uh, – if you haven't played it by now, please – Fix it. I think it's out on everything at this point. It's not just a switch and PC thing. You can get it anywhere now. And it's so good. Um, and outside of that, I, uh, I actually, I bought this game, the Mario vs. Rabbids game, because it Those was $14. Dude, it was $14. And I was like, what is this? Like people, it, it's got like an eight across like Metacritic. Like, what is this game? And it so turns good. out it's like, it's XCOM, but with Mario characters, and they have guns. <laughs> it's that's fantastic. the weirdest so the, so the, so
2: the, thing. So the sequel's coming out next year. Yeah, uh,
1: I know. And that's oh, that's is, the other reason I bought it. They announced the sequel. That was the thing, right? Them announcing the sequel and then the original going on sale for fourteen dollars. I was like, okay, I'll give this game a shot. And I just like played through it in four sittings. <laughs> it was like yeah, it's, incredibly it's, fun.
2: It's so much fun to play that game. Yeah, like I like. So if you're I like still sitting on the games. fence,
1: Woo. yeah, I yeah, like totally tactics
2: games. It. I like tactics games like that. Well, so like that's one I'm excited for for next year. Like Square's got mm-hmm. a new their new tactics game coming out next year that I'm excited for. Like
1: 2022 is looking like it's going to be a real. Good oh year for boy, because we games. got Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. That's the game you're talking about. Yeah, Triangle the Strategy. Mario vs. Rabbids yep. and Advance Wars. it's going to be a good, good year for those type that type of games.
2: There's so, I mean, there's so many other games that are coming out next year too. Like I, I saw a list. It was just like, especially like it, like for me, the the games I like playing for
1: the most part are RPGs. And like 2022 is a stack. It's looking stacked RPGs. Yeah, Yeah, it's looking stacked. And and I mean, that's not even to mention Breath of the Wild too, right?
2: Whenever um, that yeah,
1: whenever that comes out, it's up, next yeah. year. Yeah, it's next year. Uh, anyway, nice. Paul, video games—you play any? Not uh, like I said. I
0: I mean, in all oh, honesty, you did say
1: it was just. I, yeah, uh, I
0: bought I bought New World, and I don't think I've played any other video game other than that.
1: All right, and that's I, fine. I they're know? just
0: yeah, they're just not on my radar these days.
1: Yeah, so, and I think it's one of those things, right? Where like I fall in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like in 2020, I, I played 240 hours of Animal Crossing. I know because it's a permanent mark of embarrassment. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone put that or more into Animal Crossing. Yeah. I think if you did what, – what pandemic did you experience if you didn't play hundreds of hours Dude, of Nintendo Animal made, Crossing?
2: Nintendo made so much money at the beginning of the pandemic. Because like at the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I went on the look. For the Switch Lite, because I had just sold. Dude, Animal Crossing was like
1: two park. weeks into the pandemic. It was like March twenty third. <laughs>
2: yeah, because I bought so I because I bought I bought Animal Crossing when it first came out, and then my kid's birthday was were in April, and I had sold my car, my old car that broke down. I sold it for parts, and I had like I sold it for like three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, or whatever. So I had enough money to like I was like cool, I'll buy the kids a Switch Lite, and I still got a bunch of money left over. And sure. um, and I went on the hunt for him, and I couldn't find him anywhere. Like Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo made bank between between everybody wanting the switches between Animal Crossing Like they made so much money because of this pandemic, man. It's true. It's really true. So okay, guys. So what's so next? Yeah. So we've done. We've done. Oh, board games. We're on to board games now.
1: Yeah, board games is like the thing we love, and I can't mention card games. Ugh, you guys, I played hundreds you know, of games play, of you, the game.
0: You can you can talk about. Uh, I guess we did limit you to
2: board games. Yes, never mind.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, one of you guys go first. So, Paul, what board games have you played this year? Um,
0: I, I, the well, I, I want to talk about one I haven't played yet, but I'm looking forward to.
1: Okay, and that is.
0: is Golden Girls Clue.
1: <laughs> oh come on.
0: <laughs> I I need to know who ate the last piece of cheesecake.
1: You are the fucking worst. Hey, hey, I bought him that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yep. That it, is, a, it is actually right here next to me. That was his birthday present. <laughs> it
1: was an amazing a, birthday I, present. Yeah. I have I have three, possibly seven board games I'd like to talk about. Well, if just you do
0: three, in. just count one as Potter's or one as no, uh, no, I have,
1: one. Or do I you have, have one. one. I have one. Okay. Potter, okay. You, should well, talk then about you can
2: count one, count one of them as mine. Uh, sh- Sure. You, I'll count this one as yours as well, too. So the uh, game that I picked up this year that I wanted to talk about the most was Flesh and Blood.
1: Hell yeah. There you go. Thank you for helping me break the rule, boy Oh no, that's
0: look. Yeah, I got I got the Ted Lasso in there. I figured one of us was going to get flesh and blood in there for you.
2: I have actually. So I have avoided playing trading card games for a long time, uh, just because uh, I didn't enjoy my time with Magic when I was younger. Um, And you guys convinced me. I've had a lot of fun playing it. I play super casually. I just like cracking packs. It's fun, and just sitting, it's been a lot of fun playing it and, and and doing stuff and hanging out and getting quick games in. So I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So
1: thank you for getting me into it. Hell yeah! I played 123 games this year, you guys. Flesh and blood. I just looked.
2: I, I played like
1: tracked matches. I've probably played like 15, maybe. But it's great. Yeah,
0: but I bet though. they were all fun and like. Like me, it's not our typical gaming and uh it's fun. Yep. I do recommend it. There's a reason why we didn't let Chops talk about it because he talks about it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I talk about it incessantly. Um it, and it, it, it's it's but it's just oh god, it's so good. Anyway. Um, so the board games I want to talk about. The so there's not a new board game this year. Um I got it at the tail end of last year uh and played it. Uh, into the double digits of times this year, uh, and that is Quacks of Quedlinburg. Um, I'm going to go on record saying that as of you know today, late December 2021, that Quacks of Quedlinburg is the best family game ever made, like hands down, period. There's not even a question. Like – it's the kind of game that I think 10 years from now, we'll talk about in the same light that we talk about games like Settlers of Catan and Pandemic and Ticket to Ride. I think Quacks of Quedlinburg will be in that territory in the next five to 10 years. Um, because it's the kind of game that like once you play it, people around you start talking about it and then those people buy it. Like I went, I was, I was at my board game store today actually to pick up some card sleeves and I, they sold a copy of Quacks while I was in there and I was just like, hell yeah. Uh, it's so good. Um, And have you guys – have either you guys played that or had me explain it to you yet? No,
2: but I literally Googled Quacks and it's the number
1: two Google. All right. So Quacks of Quedlinburg uh, is a game where you are playing – basically crackpot apothecary is trying to make the best possible potion that you can. Uh, and the way that that works is you have a bag and the bag has ingredients in it that are chits that are all the same size and shape and you have a pot in front of you. And what you're basically doing is blind pulling chits out of your bag and putting them onto your pot based on the number on the chit. That's how far it goes up in the pot. And all of the ingredients have special effects. So they're, and the special effects are variable. So we'll just, just, just know that each chit can do different things as you pull it out of your bag. But, and this is the big but, one of the ingredients that you must have in your bag is volatile. And if at any point you go over a value of seven in that particular ingredient, your pot busts and you lose one of your end-of-round bonuses. So it's like stack stack the deck blackjack and all the cards have special abilities. Hmm. It is incredibly fun. Like... And the other thing that's really great about it is like skill counts for something because there there's a little bit of strategy in the in the things that you buy, but like f- for the most part, it's a straight up uh, luck based game, right? It's a total push your luck game, and you're counting and you're like, okay, how many more of the volatile chips do I have? Like how many more explosive ingredients do I have in my bag? Like how risky do I want to be to reach in and try to get a little further into my pot and brew a little bit of a bigger potion? And it, it's basically like all the fun of Las Vegas with none of the risk. Uh, and it, it's the only game I feel like that every time I play it, the table erupts in laughter. Like every single time. Uh, highly recommended. Interesting. And so, yeah, that's Quacks of Quedlinburg. Also plays good at two, three, and four players. So just you should buy Quacks of I'm sup- I'm really shocked that I haven't mentioned that to you guys yet. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right yeah. now.
2: Yeah. It means so because you're how how old you, your your youngest Eleven. is? Oh, she can't play that. Yeah, she, she like can't young. play it yet.
1: Uh, because my four, youngest three, almost four year old can't do it.
2: Yeah, it's like my youngest is seven, and this one's – that's the, too young. Yeah, that's so what I, I was thinking. I would say
1: ten ten to twelve is the like, or maybe nine to twelve. That's like a, a really a really clever nine year old uh, would would pick it up, but like ten to twelve would be where I would start to yeah. do some quacks. See that's see
2: that's where I'm struggling with a lot of things right now because like since it's just me and the and the two kids like I try to make sure whatever we're doing all three of us can interact and do things together sure. and yeah. I'm running into this like I'm in this area now where like well, you Millie need Marvel is, United Yeah like Millie's the appropriate age for a lot of this stuff but like Lucas is just a little too young like, he's just yeah. right on that edge because he'll be 8 in April. So, like, he's just in that gray area
1: for a lot of it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't buy Quacks of Kuehlenburg because it's <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, my other two choices I want to talk about are – one of them I want to talk about because it's a lesser known. It's called Mercado de Lisboa. Uh, it's by my favorite board game designer, v- Vital Lacerda. Um, it's just, like – An incredibly thinky game. Like it's a game that gives you – you know like those games that just really start making your brain crunch? Like you look at the board and you're like, mmm, for like 30 seconds. It gives you like a very concentrated dose of that that only lasts 40 minutes. So – like, even a four player game of, of Mercado de las is not going to go over 40 minutes. It's just it, the game's on a pretty strict timer based on the limited availability of spaces on the board, and every turn someone's taking a space. So, the game's on a clock from the minute you start it. Um, and it's just magnificent. Such a good game, highly recommended. Uh, and the other one I want to talk about is Final Girl. And I want to talk about Final oh, Girl. yeah. Is, You've been playing this one a good bit. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I got it like three <laughs> weeks ago and I've played it ten, like seven times already. Is that the one you – Is that the one you sent pictures of? just died so I can't look. Yeah. Is that the one you sent pictures
2: of when you were in your office the other day?
1: Yes. And and so the way Final Girl works is it's a solo game. Solo only. This is a one-player only board game. So, it, you know – I think there's something to be said about that. For I feel like there's some sort of stigma on solo games, but honestly, I don't know how that's different than playing a role-playing game on your computer, right? It's a, it's just a single-player gaming experience, um, albeit a tactile one, right? Because it's a board game. Um, and what Final Girl is is it's a it's a rule set. So and it's a rule set the same way that you know like a role-playing game is a rule set. And then you can stack things on it. And the, the way that Final Girl works is there's a set of rules that has to be adhered to. And half of the components that you need to play, so like your dice and status tokens and stuff like that, come in the core box that the rules come with. But then what you buy are movie packs. And the movie packs have a villain, a location, and two final girls. And that's the character that you play as. And the format of the game is – it's you versus the villain trying, so you're trying to help survivors that are in the area as you can on the map as you can, but also kill the killer. And in even if you and the killer die during the same turn, you still win because it's a noble sacrifice. And every villain, I like, I can't believe how much variation they got. Uh, like the Jason analog feels like Jason, the Freddy analog feels like Freddy. Um, the, the one that I'm working on right now that I'm really liking, the killer is called Geppetto. And so it's kind of like a puppet master situation where you have Geppetto as the killer and he puts out like killer puppets and it's in a carnival, um, is the theme. But the thing is you can mix and match girls, locations, and killers. So if you want, for example, to have the Freddy analog at the camp crystal Lake analog, you can totally do that. So you can have it as like, in, instead of Jason, you know, tracking down campers, it's like the next nightmare in a campground. Um, right. And so there's just this like incredible amount of replayability. Uh, and again, the, and just the variation that they have between the killers, like, and it, you know, it's taken me, I, I would say my, my win rate um, I've only won two games in the seven that I've played and one of them was very lucky. Um, so I think that the over your overall win rate in this game is going to be between 15 and 25, 20%. Yeah. 15, and 20% is probably, so you're going to lose way more than you're going to win. Um, but I think that's good, right? It's supposed to be a hard game. It's supposed to be challenging. And I think just given that the challenge is there that on its own increases the Replay value because you're going to play each killer in their home turf, and it's going to take you some time to figure out that killer's behaviors because they they have their like sort of behavior decks, and even then you shuffle. That's called a terror deck, and you shuffle terror from the location and the killer, and you don't know exactly which ones you're going to get in what order. So, like trying to learn and predict the behaviors and figure out what the best strategy and how how to like manipulate each map for each killer even is a totally unique experience. So you can just have a ton of fun playing and replaying this game. And that's my, that's my like main, my main thing I want to talk about because you know, this pandemic's not over. I don't know when it's going to clear and final girl is a thing that you can bust out at your house when you're by yourself and play it. So super cool, highly recommended. Very cool. Also, if you like horror movies like me, it's a fever dream of a, of a thing like i i thought don't look back was cool and don't look back is very cool uh the final girl is just so rad because of the the way it's like designed to be played solo yeah that's it for me i think that that's that's uh that gets us all the way around right that covers uh, all the topics you uh, want to talk yeah. about
2: yeah yeah well, Ooh. so so we did talk about one thing where we so one thing we wanted to maybe add this year was hobbies that we got into, into this year. Yeah. That we aren't nec- at the beginning. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. aren't necessarily miniatures, miniatures related.
1: Yeah. Paul, did you have anything that you really got stuck into this year? Yeah, I well,
0: I, I I yeah, I uh Just to be able to spend more time together and do things, Uh, my wife one day suddenly was like, hey, let's build Legos. I think that might be fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And we literally went out and bought like i got a car and like a Baby Yoda blockhead thing. And so just to see if it was something that she would like because we tried puzzles and that didn't go well. So we figured maybe this would work since there's instructions. And (laughs) she really liked it. So uh, we've been uh, I I am currently surrounded by a a, a lot of Legos, um, and and my so and we have we, we I mean it basically turned into the equivalent of a miniature's pile of shame for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's okay though. Yeah, we because
0: well, we kind of we kind of are now like tackling different sets, and she's currently working on the Disney World castle.
1: Oh sweet, uh, you guys got that?
0: It's like it was like the third one she bought,
2: Kevin.
1: Oh, all right. So you're back, you're, you're working <laughs> to like, I was like now. Well, I was like Well, it's
2: she- it's Aubrey. Do you expect anything different?
1: No. <laughs> right. I just remember I remember <laughs> looking at that kit with Aubrey at Disney 3 yeah. years ago. however long <laughs> that was ago?
0: Well, yeah, so that was like the third one she bought, but the thing is it's 4000 pieces. Yeah. And so she was yeah, like, so I'm built. not, I'm not ready for that. So it kind of sat over there as like building Eventually. into it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we're, we're on bag, bag one. And, um, I, this is, this, I, I feel like it's a pretty uncommon thing, but there were some missing pieces. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, and I, got the the missing pieces from from lego they're very good about it they get them out quickly and so we put them in and we turned the page and we needed three more no (laughs) because when we were like oh crap we're missing pieces and in the search for pieces then i went right to the to the you know get the stuff neither of us thought about checking the rest of the pages for that bag to see if there were more
1: Oh no! So you were missing more from that bag. Hopefully, it's just yeah, that it's, bag,
0: and it, and it's all this. It's all like the same piece. Like so, clearly, you know, five of these things just didn't make it in. Got it. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of in limbo uh, with the castle, uh, but it has begun, and so all far right. it's pretty ne- awesome.
1: Also, disc golf, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- technically, I I picked it back up last fall um but i really got pretty hardcore into it this year i've been playing a lot uh during the summer i was out like three days a week playing yeah I was supposed to say you were out um, a lot this summer yeah yeah i think i have uh i think i checked and i'm at 78 rounds this year
1: Ooh, that's like me and flesh and blood in terms of like yeah. time
0: yeah, yeah that's a time exactly. commitment yeah yep um and and some of those rounds, I started playing at a place where you can play two courses, and they're they have two holes that are basically uh, right next to each other because one course is all in the woods, the other one's more in open fields. So you play all thirty six holes. So I, you know I do that in one round, but you know with the times that I've been there, really that's you know two two courses. So yeah, um, I've played a yeah. lot of disc golf, and I've gotten okay ish at it. Uh, which is, which is kind of exciting because I can look back at my stats from last year and go, wow, I've gotten somewhere. Um, plus it gets me out of the house and, um, yeah, my, my wife said it makes me very happy and that I'm in a much better mood when I'm playing regularly. So she's always like, please leave, go play. (laughs) (laughs) So I, so every time I come home from that, I say, how was your boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) ha So all right, yeah, so that that's it. those are my, those are my that's two it. things. but yeah and it's and it's good to be getting outside for sure.
1: All right and Potter, for you and I, it's the same thing. It is the same
2: thing. I, I finally listened to you and and was like, hey, I like building models and just building models. And Kevin was like, hey, Gundams are like 20 bucks. You should try it out. And I tried it out, and now I have like five kits.
1: Yeah, and I mean it was kind of the same for me. I had built one Gundam kit like a a while ago. It was like a long time ago, and it was like it was something that I built for. Gamma Wolves. And I, I bought the kit just to see if I wanted to put together, you know, a bunch. of, And it wasn't even a Gundam that I bought. It was like a 30-minute mission Bandai kit. Right. So Gunpla, but not a Gundam. And, uh, and um, that's and
2: that's what I did too. Like I bought Tanjiro, like a Bandai kit, but yeah, not a Gundam. It, like I bought, you know, like you know, an
1: anime kit. For sure. And I didn't know how I would like it. And even when I built it, I was like, man, that was really fun. And yep. I enjoyed it. But it, it, it's kind of like, you know, when you do so, – like when you find a band and you listen to a record and you're like, yeah, that was a pretty cool record, but you don't listen to it. And then like two or three years later, you just put it back on and it hits, yep. right? It just gets you the the way that it maybe didn't get you the first time you spun it. And that's kind of what's happening with me with Gundam Models right now. It is exactly what I need. Uh and I have, I have, yeah, I'm with you. I have now got, you know, I've got the kit that I'm building and a backlog of a couple extra. Yeah, like I bought because um, I'm like having cause a ton got, of fun with it.
2: Yeah, because I picked so I, you know, I picked up the Tanjiro Bandai kit. I built that, had ton of fun of building it. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, let me let me go look. You know, and I picked up, uh, I picked up Bazaku and built that. And I was like, all right, this is really cool because. um and it, and it was, you know, just – it was a little bit more involved than a standard miniature, but, you know, it's like – and again, like, it still felt a lot of the same time sink uh, as mm-hmm. building you – know, like, as building a model kit for a miniatures game because, you know, instead of building five, ten models and cleaning mold lines and doing all that off, like, I'm just – I'm building one model, um, but yep. just but much, much bigger. So really enjoyed doing that, you know, um, you know, and, and so I went in and looked at it. So I started doing all the research, of course, and the ADHD hyper-focus kicked in. I was like, all right, cool. What do I do with this? And What do I do with this? And, like, research, and um, and then it was like, all right. And then my son saw the Zaku I built, and he was like, oh, stop robots. And so I was like, <laughs> then I was like, oh, crap. Now I know I'm hooked because I was like, this is something I could do with him as he gets older. He's going to enjoy it. And I was like, all right. So we went to Target and he saw we, – we looked at a couple of the kits they had there. They had an RX-78 and a couple other ones. And he saw – the uh, perfect strike freedom. It was like you know all the wings and the in the head you know the beam saber and he's like yeah, that Colin one Lockins and
1: shoulders <laughs> yeah right
2: yep. yeah he's like that, that one's. yeah so I bought that and then but I haven't I haven't uh, got around to building it yet just because I've been like super busy and then so like and it's just evolved from there like I picked up an RX seventy eight I ordered a Barbato's but it never got to me which I had to get a refund on. And then, uh, then I, I bought my first real grade uh, today – or well the other day. Which one did I get again?
1: I got the – Yeah, we could do an episode on, on how, gun – because you know it's like when you're first getting into gunpoint, you have so many questions and there's like lots of things that seem yeah. weird. And you don't necessarily know what you're diving into. Yeah. I um, yeah, did a lot of research, I, uh, but
2: I, I'm I'm full in. Like I'm in the hobby now. Like I told – like I, I, I texted Paul and I told you this earlier. Like I think had I discovered this hobby – before miniatures like i i would have never gotten into miniature wargaming like this would have this would have been it for me because i i always enjoyed building models like i used to build them with my cousin when we were kids over the summers like we would build you know old you know like four truck kits and cars and you know stuff like that when we were kids so you know that's right, what i was used so much, to doing
1: and there's so much other cool stuff about like then than that though because you build a truck and like what it sits there but these are right. like fully posable like i don't think Oh, many people realize that most of these kits have dozens of points of articulation. Oh yeah. Um and like what as soon as I mentioned it to Ezzy and and she wanted to build one, she was like I could make stop motion movies with this. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You nice. totally could make stop motion movies with these. They're perfect for that. They even have extra hands and all kinds of cool stuff you can do. Yeah, I mean the, so, like I mean the Zaku came
2: with like what a, a melee weapon uh, two different, uh, three different, uh, ranged weapons, like a missile launcher, uh, uh, uh like a, a machine gun and, and an anti-tank or an anti-ship weapon, Like, I mean, so, yeah, like all the amount of different things that you can do with them for for that stuff is like really cool. The displays you can create and just the customization that I've seen some people do are just insane with them. Like it's it's a crazy hobby and it it looks like a lot of fun. So I'm 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 in um, I don't know if I'll ever get super into it, as they say it now, I, you know, a year from
1: now, we'll we'll see what how far I go. Yeah, well, so so how Aubrey bought that castle, right? Now now there's a calendar for when either Kevin or Chris buys his first perfect grade. So yes, so
0: I have I have so many questions, but uh, I'll ask you offline. That was like not enough time to
2: record. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I I I I was going to ask, and then I realized even just asking the difference between those different grades was going to involve lots of background yeah
1: and, well, and we like can that, talk so. about that and maybe if people ask for it, recording uh, like a three men style episode like a deep dive into gunpla yeah, yeah yeah we could definitely uh, do that but yeah uh, i think from there we can go into final thoughts
0: um yeah this year started off super shitty for me but it ended up great and I do want to uh, point out that nobody brought up Book of Boba Fett because it just came out today. Yeah, it just
1: came out today. Yeah, yep.
0: So there's there's not enough time to know if it would be on like a best list yeah, well, or we'll, it would we'll even assume, count since it's only one episode. So yeah, we'll I assume to, this
1: episode will be out in the next month or so. Like, so it could be anywhere from you know like three to seven episodes that have come out. Or whatever, we'll say two to five episodes that have come out. And yeah, the only reason we didn't mention it is because we just watched the first episode today. And so that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So, so yeah. So, you know, a shitty year ended up good. um, And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that.
1: And yeah, I think my my final thoughts actually identical. Uh, it, it's it, because you know it was like looking into the long dark of a looming pandemic, and then finding some surprising joy uh, through the year.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I think we've all we we we've, we've all struggled this year, and it's uh, I appreciate all. All of our, our listeners of, of hanging in there with us, like, yeah, like
1: all, all of the like mental issues that we, the three of us have had and the reasons for not recording and this. And yeah. And that, right. Yeah. It's been like you guys, year.
2: you guys are awesome. We really appreciate it. It is, it has been a, an interesting year for all three of us. Uh, so thank you guys for sticking around for us. We, we really appreciate it. Um, so for thank sure. you.
1: Especially when like most of our podcasts this year have just been like rambling. cool 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 all
0: right well Well, uh, um thank you yeah go ahead chops take us out
1: yeah uh thank you to our patrons as potter just said for sure for hanging in um thank you to all of our listeners as always please join the discord because even though we may not be putting out podcasts as regularly as we had at one point and i think you know the plan is to get back to that but we're not right now um, we are very active on the discord um i i probably post on the discord um a dozen times every day um and we have a really vibrant regular community so <clears throat> in the description of the podcast if you're not on the discord please join it because it's a really fun time and we love interacting with our listeners and friends so please join it um thank you and to the- static as the city we'll oh, go ahead
0: I want to I I just just on the discourse. Uh, just to let you know how awesome it is, a uh, Secret Santa was set up this year, and it was oh I my God. the 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 gifts that I saw people
1: um, <laughs> were
0: so specific and hilarious. It was it so was Paul, great. you
1: I, you forbade me from talking about it from the podcast, but the podcast is technically over now. So my Secret Santa sent me a whole bunch of flesh and blood tokens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice my nice. my secret my secret uh, santa sent me a bunch of dog miniatures which is like <laughs> beyond I,
1: perfect dude, I well, loved beyond it. perfect i loved so, it. So, so good
0: after i opened up my 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 first gift a couple days later uh, an envelope came in the mail and i opened it up and it was um, the sticker of the uh, uh, full metal alchemist the girl and the dog and it just says inseparable um, Which because it, if you it, hang it, out on the there, Discord I'm knows. always sharing yeah. every meme I can find.
1: Yeah, if there's an <laughs> if there's a Nina meme, Paul, if Paul has found it, and shared it. Yeah, exactly. And usually, it involves
0: putting it in that Discord and then sending it to my daughter, and then she and
1: all of us saying too soon because it's it's it will always be it too will soon. always be uh, too
2: soon. Yes, it has been but over a decade, and it's still too
1: soon. <laughs> Thank you, Static as, Static as a City, uh, for the intro-outro music, as always. Uh, and until next time, bye! All right, I'm going to...